Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You should have clear lines of delineation of what success is and what success is not. Stay all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you're expecting to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. You know what that is? That's the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is stop tolerating incompetency. Yes, incompetency. How do you stop tolerating it? Why do you need to stop tolerating it? First of all, how do you even identify that it's happening? That We need to get all of that clear here today. Now, before we get into this, first of all, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text message that I send out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. If you want to receive that message, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, because you are in my community, you'll be receiving that text as an added bonus. You can even respond to any text that I send out and you will actually start a dialogue with me by just texting me at my daily motivation number. So now, first of all, let's talk about incompetency. Let's get a definition of the word. It means the quality or condition of being incompetent, also known as lack of ability, but I don't like when they use the word in the definition that makes it doesn't really help. So let's see if we go to that word incompetent. How do we get a definition of that? It says not competent, lacking qualification or ability, also incapable. All right, so that's a simple enough definition. But let me tell you where this came from, why I'm even talking about this. I went to the local grocery store down here in South Florida. They have Whole Foods here, but they also had this local places all through the state of Florida called Publix. And I think Publix is in maybe Georgia, South Carolina as well. I went to Publix to pick up a sandwich that I had ordered online. And it was already like, I have this tendency where I order food, I'll go pick it up like, 30 minutes after it was supposed to be ready. So I ordered the sandwich, supposed to be ready at like 5.15. I got there at like 5.40. So the sandwich should have been ready already. And I get there and the sandwich was not ready. And I walk up to the counter where they do the prepared foods at Publix. And there's these women back there working. And you ever go to a business 
and you walk into the business and the workers are there and they can clearly see you, but they just don't acknowledge you. They just ignore you, even though you're right there and you're the customer. You're the very reason why they have a job, because if there are no customers, then there's no money. and Therefore, they can't get paid. I walk in. They don't say anything to me. They're working on like one woman is like organizing some bread over here. Another woman is organizing meats. Another woman is wiping off the counter. And they just completely ignore the customers, even though the customers are the reason, again, that they have a job. And I ignored that. I didn't say anything. I didn't ignore it. Actually, I recognized it. I'm talking about it now, but I didn't say anything. Finally, a woman comes up to the counter and she's like, because there I'm standing kind of at the middle of the counter. So there's space to my right. There's space to my left. And kind of, you know, when you order a sandwich or food to be made, you start at the end of the line. And then as they make the sandwich, you kind of watch them as they go along and they making it and they're asking you what you want. So I'm standing kind of in the middle. And this woman finally walks up and they have a bunch of receipt tickets laying on the counter because those are the prepared sandwiches that are supposed to be made that mine is 25 minutes late. So I'm late, but they hadn't even made my sandwich yet. And this is hadn't happened like this before when I came to this particular Publix. And this woman gets up to the counter and she's like, she finally says, hey, she acknowledges me in some way. And I say, yeah, I'm here to pick up the sandwich. And she's like, what's the name? And I told her my name and she had the ticket right there. And she was like, at first, before she even said that, she was like, you want a sandwich, sir? Because I was standing in the middle. And I was like, yeah, I'm standing at the sandwich. Of course, I want a sandwich. She says, well, why are you standing over there? Come down here. And she kind of motioned for me to come down to where she was at. And I'm looking at her like she's crazy because I'm like, mofo, I don't work here. You don't tell me what I need to do. You should be asking me what you should do to help me because I'm a customer. I'm the one who's paying. I didn't say that to her, but this is what I'm thinking. I didn't move. I stand in my same spot. And I told her I'm picking up a sandwich that was already ordered. And she would say, oh, what's the name? And I told her the name. And she was saying, I can't remember what she said, but something that she said. And I said to her, listen, I ordered that sandwich. It's supposed to be ready at 515. And she said something. She gave me some reason that the sandwich was not ready, which was in not an acceptable answer, whatever the reason was that she gave. And I said to her, well, the sandwich is supposed to be ready 25 minutes ago. And she's trying to give me instructions on what I need to do for her. And I didn't need to do anything because I had already ordered the sandwich. So she didn't need any instructions from me. She didn't need me to answer any questions because it was already on the ticket how she should make the sandwich. I ordered it ahead of time. So I didn't need to answer any questions. What kind of bread do you want? Do you want mayonnaise? Do you want mustard? Do you want it heated? Do you want it cut? I didn't need to answer any of that because it was already on the ticket. So I had already ordered the sandwich. She's basically trying to, in this subtle, passive aggressive way, she's trying to exert some control over me and over the situation by kind of asking me questions and trying to get me to answer the questions that she wants me to answer. And I said to her, listen, all the information for that sandwich is on the ticket. I already ordered it. I already paid for it. And I'm just waiting for my sandwich. I said that in no uncertain terms. And she looked at me and she said, well, sir, do you want the sandwich? I said, well, I'm going to get the sandwich because I already paid for it and I already ordered it. So whether it's from you or somebody else, I'm getting my sandwich. And she finally ends up, you know, she makes the sandwich and all that stuff. And once she realized that I wasn't the person that she was going to talk to in that way, I guess she's used to talking to people like that. I don't know. I don't know what y'all do when y'all go to stores like this and deal with these kind of people. But always in in every South Florida Publix that I've been to, and I've been to several of them here in Miami, is the same type of staff at the prepared foods counter. I don't know Publix. I don't know what they're doing here. I don't know what they're doing with their prepared foods counter. It's not the people in the rest of the store, like at the registers and in the aisles. It's always at the prepared foods counter. It's a certain type of worker there. It's usually female. They are usually black. I don't know if they're African-American. I don't know if they're Haitian. I don't know if they're Jamaican. I don't know what they are. It's black females working back there in that counter, and they always have attitudes. And I don't know why. I don't know how Publix ends up getting all these people here. Publix is not a black-owned company, but I don't know. They end up with these people working there. And if Publix, anybody work at Publix, if I got this wrong, you let me know. But that is what I've seen. I've seen it in many different stores. This is not even the point. This is about you 
if let's say I'm a manager at that store, because if I had seen a manager, I would have said to the manager, like, yo, what the hell are you doing over here? These staff members are they got attitudes as if serving the customer is an inconvenience for them. It's like they are more focused on cleaning up the workstation and getting the bread in order than actually serving the customer. Well, there is no workstation. There is no bread, no need for bread if you don't have any customers. I would have said that to the manager if I had seen one, but I didn't go looking around for it. It wasn't that big of a deal to me, but it was enough that I took notes. And here we are talking about it right now. This is about you, wherever you are in your life, whether you're a boss at a business, whether you're working at Publix, whether you just with you yourself, maintaining the standards and not allowing incompetence to exist around you. Because what happened at this particular day when I went to pick up this sandwich, this is incompetence. This shouldn't happen at a business. Because if this is happening at a business, you know what's going to happen? Most customers who deal with something like this, they basically have three things that are going to happen. One of three things are going to happen. Either A, you got a person like myself, this is the smallest percentage of people who are going to take this situation and I can go and extract some value out of it, like what I'm doing right now. B, you're going to have customers who will just accept this as just the normal way that things get operated. These are low level people who just accept and incompetence from uh, workers when they're the ones who, who are putting up the money and they just allow people to, to deal with them in this way and they don't say or do anything about it. I'm not that type of person, which I think many of you can tell. Or C, you're going to get people who just stop coming to this business. They're just going to stop spending money there. Those are the three things that pretty much happen. And then you got people who in one of those B or C groups, they're going to go talk to the manager and say, hey, what the hell is going on? And we're going to find out what kind of business this really is because the manager should if I was to go to a manager on this particular day and tell them what happened, the manager should say, I'm sorry, sir, that shouldn't happen like that. Now I'll get that fixed and it won't happen anymore. But some stores, the manager will, will defend the workers. <laughs> like the worker is right for actually doing what they're doing and saying, well, sometimes, sir, we get delays and they have to fix things up. I'm like, do you even understand what you're saying to me right now? Who knows what the manager would have said? I didn't talk to the manager. That didn't happen in this particular situation. The whole point is this was incompetence. And if you are allowing incompetence to exist around you, any of you in anything that you're doing, and it starts slowing you down and costing you opportunity, time, energy, and money, you got a problem. So that's why today's topic is how to stop tolerating incompetence. First, you got to identify it, then get rid of it. So let's get into it. Point number one, today's topic, once again, stop tolerating incompetence. Definition, as I said already, not having or showing necessary skills to do something successfully. That's a pretty good definition of incompetency. Not having or showing the necessary skills to do something successfully. And successful is based on the accurate measure of how do we know we are doing our job well? And this should be a standard established for everyone. In other words, when we say successful, that is not up to interpretation. It is not you know, in the eyes of the beholder. Successful is, if I'm running a business, I say, you're successful at your job when you do this, this, and this in this way, and we can see it measured in this way. That's successful. If you don't do that, it's unsuccessful. When you cross this line, it's successful. Below this line is unsuccessful. That should be clear in every business in the world. And for you personally, your life is a business. You should have clear lines of delineation of what success is and what success is not. Success is not a feeling. Our success is not, hey, my emotions tell me that I'm in a good space. No, success is it need to be black and white so that you know when you are succeeding and when you're failing. Because if you don't know, then how are you going to know when to fix something? And this is why we talked about accuracy. All right, if you didn't hear my episodes on accuracy, let me tell you what those episodes were. I talked about it in a bunch of different episodes, but episode 2167, being right versus being accurate. Very important episode. Episode number 2163, the four worst inaccurate formulas that you have been taught. Episode 2154, how to operate by accurate formulas. 
Episode 2113, the skill of accurate thinking. If you don't have accurate measures of what is working and what's not working, then what you get is incompetence and what we call sanctioned incompetence. In other words, you'll have the incompetence to continue because you have no measure of what's competent and what's not. That's pretty much what's happening at these prepared food stations in these public grocery stores because they don't have a way of knowing whether something's good or bad, clearly, because it's happening in all these different places. So in episodes 2097 and 1974, I talked about standards still mattering and how standards are the enemy of mediocrity in both of those episodes. And this is really this is also about standards. Clearly, whoever runs these prepared food sections in these grocery stores, they don't have standards or their standards are pretty low because the type of people that they got working there. Like if I'm running that place, let's say I'm a manager, right? If I'm a manager at Publix or I own, let's say I'm an owner, I won't put myself in managers. Managers have bosses too. Well, let's say I owned a sandwich shop. And I was the owner of this sandwich shop that I'm talking about. I wasn't me. I'm watching this happen. And I see this happen the way that it happened. The first thing I'm doing as soon as that customer leaves and all the customers get served, I'm rounding up all the women who work back there. And I say, listen, first of all, when a customer walks up, the number one thing you do is acknowledge that customer and you tend to the customer. I don't give a damn about your workstation, about the bread, about anything you're cleaning up. You immediately acknowledge and serve the customer, period. And if I ever see any one of you not doing that, you'll be fired on the spot. And that will set the standard. You understand what I'm doing? I'm setting the standard on this is the way things are going to go. And if I need to fire some people to make sure they understand that I'm not joking, oh, they'll be fired. And I will immediately replace them with people with the right attitude. I could teach anybody how to make a sandwich. Okay, that ain't no skill. It is, but it ain't. I could teach somebody how to make a sandwich. But the attitudes, are, that is unacceptable. And again, Publix, a, a successful business that has populated the entire state of Florida, this shouldn't be happening in a place like this. And again, I'm just using this as an example, but you need to look at your own life and your own situations and ask yourself, do you have standards in place to fight off mediocrity? Because mediocrity will encroach. Again, chaos is the law of entropy. Chaos will encroach on any situation in which there are no standards. So for you to know whether someone has necessary skills to do something successfully, you need to know what the necessary skills are. Because if you don't know what they are, then how do you know if somebody's there or not? Which means you got to have standards in place. You can't designate somebody as incompetent unless you have standards in place that you can measure them against. You can say to them, OK, you're incompetent because here are the standards and here's you. But if you have no standards, then how can you tell them that they're incompetent? You can't. Right? You see how this works? This is not something that you don't eyeball standards and they're not based on your subjective opinion. They're not based on your feelings. It's based on an accurate measurement of what standards are. And you can say to this person, look, here are the standards. You see that, right? OK, here's you. You see that, right? All right do you understand why you're below standard? They should agree. If they can't agree, that's because it's not in black and white and you're going off your subjective opinions and people can argue about opinions all day. When you don't have a standard of measurement, what happens is organizations go backwards because they are in a state of entropy. They're in a state of chaos. And the only reason chaos happens in any organization, whether as a one person or a business with a thousand employees, is because there are no standards or they're very relaxed standards or nobody's enforcing the standards. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is stop tolerating incompetency. Number two, when there are no standards, it doesn't matter what skills somebody has or if they are successful, quote unquote, since there is no measure of success. So you could be a very skilled individual, but if there are no standards, you're not going to live up to the potential of your skills because you have no standards to be measured up to. Am I talking to somebody right now? How many of you are a skilled person, but you've been in environments where there were no standards that forced you to live up to the potential of your abilities. And therefore, you performed at a lower level than you were capable of. Has anybody ever done that? How many of you right now are in a situation where there are no standards holding you to a certain level of performance? And therefore, you are not performing at the level you know you could perform at. 
Oh, I know I'm talking to a lot of people right now because if I open up my text, I'm opening up my text app where I get those daily motivation texts that I tell you that I send out every single day. When I go through these texts and if you're watching this on video, you can see me. I'm scrolling through the text right now. You see how many texts I have in here right now, right? When I go through these text messages and I ask people, what's the challenge that you're dealing with right now? I can tell you how many times the text challenge is, well, Dre, I'm not disciplined. I'm not showing up consistently the way I'm supposed to. I'm not being consistent. I'm not doing these things. And those are not challenges of I don't have skill. Uh, you notice when somebody says something like, I'm not being consistent, I'm not being disciplined, I'm not following through, I'm not doing the stuff I'm supposed to do. That's not a person saying, I don't have skill. That's not a person saying, I can't do something. They're just saying, I'm not doing it. Why do people not do things? Why do people not follow through? Why do people not have discipline? Why do people not show up the way they're supposed to? There's only one reason, folks. The reason people don't show up the way they're supposed to is because they are not being held to standards. This is the reason why I said this in episode number 2270. And episode number 2251, why you need to hire a coach and why you need a coach. The reason that you need a coach is not because the coach necessarily is going to give you a whole new bag of skills. It's because the coach is going to hold you to standards that make sure you use the skills that you already have. There are a bunch of you listening to me right now who has skill, yet you are not living up to the potential of your skill because there are no standards that are forcing you to do so. Human beings do not live up to their potential. We live down to our expectations. We do not live up to our potential. We live down to our expectations. If there are no expectations around you, you get these women at the public's prepared sandwich shop. Now, they can perform at a much higher level if someone's holding them to a standard of doing so. But since they're not being held to that standard, they do what they want to do and you get chaos. This is what happens when there are no standards. It doesn't matter if you have skill. When I was standing in line at this Publix, waiting for one of these workers to just acknowledge the fact that I was standing there, the first thing I was thinking to myself was, where's the manager at? Because I would have spoke to the manager if I'd seen him. And had I seen this person, I would have told them what's taking place. And had I been the manager, as I said already, I would have rounded everybody up and told them about this. And if I had told them about it already, I would have fired everybody and found me some new staff. Everybody who was standing there who didn't acknowledge me, I'd have fired all three of them and I would have found new people. And I would, as I said, hire for attitude, train for skill. The problem with Publix and you no know, this specific store, and this happens in this department, as I said, in every Publix that I go to is that they have tolerated this incompetence for so long that it's the normal standard. Every Publix that I go to, I'm thinking of a bunch of them that I've gone to because in my neighborhood, there are like four or five of them in a very small cluster. And I've been to all of them and I ordered sandwiches at all different ones. The sandwiches all taste the same. So they, at least they know how to do that part. They got that part right. But the attitudes of the people who work there is crazy. <laughs> and it happens at every single one. So I'm like, this is a cultural thing. This is not one person. This is not like one rogue employee. This is a cultural thing that they got going on over there. I don't know why. When your standard is low, guess what kind of people you attract? When you have low standards, what kind of people you gonna have around you? Guess. Just take a wild guess. In episode 1331, I told you to never lower the bar of standards because when you lower the bar of standards, you lose all the high level people. High level people don't want low standards. High level people want to be held to high standards because that allows them to show their game. Low level people want to be held to low standards because then they don't have to do anything. So when you raise the bar of standards, all the low level people, the bum people, they leave because they don't want to be held to high standards. They just don't want to do it. It's not that they can't. They just don't want to. When you lower the bar, all the high quality people, they leave because they don't want to be hanging around a bunch of bum ass people. They want to be around people who are playing at a high level. They prepare food sections of Publix in Miami. If anybody works at Publix or knows anybody who is in charge at Publix, send them a clip from this clip right here. The prepared food sections of Publix grocery stores in Miami have a bunch of bum ass low level people working there 
because clearly that is their standard because that's why they keep attracting these people. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is stop tolerating incompetency. Number three, one reason why incompetency gets tolerated in certain environments is because the people in charge are not doing the work to, first of all, set standards, and secondly, to uphold and measure that everyone is meeting the standard, and third, to find people who actually live up to the standard, and fourth, to get rid of the people who won't. Let me say those four points again. Incompetency gets tolerated anywhere that you've been in life. I don't care if it's in somebody's household, if it is at a business, if it's at a school, if it's on a sports team, if it's in a community. The only reason you see incompetency consistently is because four specific things are happening and all four of these things need to happen to undo incompetency. Four things. I might do a whole episode just on these four. Actually, as a matter of fact, I will. Number one, you must set standards. Number two, you must uphold and measure the standards. Number three, you got to make sure that everyone is meeting the standard. That was number two. Number three, you got to find people who will live up to the standard. And number four, you got to get rid of anybody who won't. If you're not willing to do all four, you're going to get incompetency, period. The reason why people don't do this, this is the reason why you get tolerated incompetency, because doing these things requires intention, focus, and effort. In other words, work. None of that is impossible. I mean, is it possible for anybody to do that? All of you can do this, but it's much easier to do nothing and allow the status quo to persist. I mean, why do that? I mean, you're going to get your paycheck anyway, right? This is why I never had this kind of issue. If I go to Whole Foods and order a sandwich, I don't have this kind of issue at Whole Foods, but I have it every time I go to Publix. So this, again, is a cultural thing at least in this area, at that part of the store. It's not the whole store. It's, and I don't know if it's in every Publix. I haven't been to the Publix in you know, Tallahassee or Orlando, but in Miami, it's every single one of them, it's been like this. Whole Foods, clearly, that department of Whole Foods, they got a different standard. Now, let me ask you a question. Between Whole Foods and Publix, at least those of you who live in South Florida, which one charges more money for their stuff? Even if you don't live in South Florida, everybody knows Whole Foods is like the priciest grocery store you can go to. Whole Foods charges more money. Which store generates more revenue every year? Which store has more customers? Which one has a bigger business? I'm only using these stores as an example, but again, apply these to your own life. Apply these to your own industry. Apply these to your competitors. Now, these are not coincidences, folks. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, stop tolerating incompetency. Where are you tolerating incompetency with yourself? Forget about the grocery store. Forget about sandwiches. All right, where are you tolerating incompetency yourself? Just you personally. Where are you incompetent and you're just allowing it to persist? In what areas of your life or your business are you fully unqualified to do a job, yet you keep allowing yourself to do the job? What job are you not qualified for, but you allow yourself to stay employed as the person in charge of that job? Where do you know you're coming up short, yet you're not doing anything to change the situation? Where do you know you need to make qualitative changes, yet you keep trying to make quantitative adjustments? That's a good question right there, right? Where are you doing this? I talked about this in episode 2247, by the way. Where are you subsidizing incompetency in your life? Subsidizing means you are rewarding yourself for being incompetent. So if you're not in great physical shape yet, you aren't going to the gym, you aren't working out, you aren't putting the right things in your body, uh, you're subsidizing incompetence. In other words, you are rewarding yourself for not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And what is all this costing you? That's the big question. Because it's one thing to just look in the mirror and say, all right, yeah, I am making these mistakes. Another thing to point out, okay, how is this actually hurting me? Because until you acknowledge that, you're not going to do anything. You will keep saying it. It sounds good, but you will keep saying the same stuff and doing nothing. What is it costing you? Because when you get clear on what it's costing you, that's what moves people to action. Human beings respond to repercussions. We will work harder to avoid losing $5 than we will work to gain $5. Why? Because we respond to repercussions. We do not respond to, oh, I should. Should doesn't work. 
So any of you who finds yourself saying, well, I should do this thing. I should get better. I should work harder. Nobody responds to should. I told you that in episode 2271. Should does not matter. Nobody responds to should. You think you respond to should, but you actually don't. Let's recap. Topic is stop tolerating incompetency. Definition of incompetency is not having or showing the necessary skills to do something successfully. I talked about standards still mattering. All right, you got to have standards in place in your life. And this is not something that you eyeball or based off of subjective opinion. It should be black and white, yes or no. Number two, when there are no standards, it doesn't matter what skills a person has because there is nothing to measure those skills against and there's nothing holding you accountable to actually using your skills. This is why coaching matters so much. So this is why when I went to that grocery store and it appeared there were no standards, well, guess what kind of people you attract when you don't have standards? You attract low-level people because the bar is lower. I told you this in episode 1331. Number three, one reason why incompetency gets tolerated is because the people in charge aren't doing the work to get rid of the incompetency. It's a four-step process. I'm going to do a whole episode just on that sometime in the future. And number four, where are you tolerating incompetency with yourself? In what areas of your life or business are you fully unqualified, yet you allow yourself to remain employed, so to speak? And what is all that costing you? Until you get clear on that, you're going to keep doing the same stuff that's costing you more than it's costing anybody else. With that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free straight to your phone every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. And my work on your game system, that's the only place where you can work with me directly and get coached directly by me. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.